Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Aikido Story Podcast, episode number one. My name is Frank Bloxberg. I am Chief Instructor of Aikidoka, an Aikido dojo in Grass Valley, California. I'm a lawyer and mediator. I'm also co-host of the Aiki Summer Retreat, which is June 21 through 27th, 2015, in Quincy, California. I really like Aikido stories. I've wanted to do some kind of Aikido story show for years. In fact, for a while, when I went to seminars, I carried around a digital recorder taking down people's stories. But I didn't do anything with those recordings. I did some podcasts with senior Aikido instructors a few years back. I'm pretty sure you can still find a few of them on iTunes. I've also done several webinars with senior instructors. You can find those on YouTube. This is what I want to do, and it's really simple. Each podcast will include an Aikido story. The story can be about anything at all, something that happened on the mat or self-defense or something work or relationship related. It doesn't matter, just so the story is Aikido related. Most importantly, the story can be from anyone at all. I absolutely do not want this podcast to be just with senior instructors. They're not the only folks who have great Aikido stories. I expect each podcast to be pretty brief, 10 minutes or so. But we'll see. This is episode number one, after all. If you have a story that you want to share then contact me. Send me an email at sensei at joinaikido.com. You can go to the dojo website and send me a message there. The URL is joinaikido.com. If I want to include your story, I'll contact you and we'll record it. If you don't want to be recorded, that's okay. I'll record it for you. Before I share our first story, I want to tell you briefly about Aiki Summer Retreat 2015. It's June 21st through 27th in Quincy, California. Quincy is a beautiful place in Northern California in the Sierra foothills. The average high temperature for Quincy in June is around 81 degrees. It's really beautiful. The retreat is a week-long immersive camp. We train together, we live together, we eat together. I have been attending the retreat for years. And I can tell you with all sincerity that some of my best friends, I met them at the retreat. I kid you not, the retreat is a place to make lifelong friends along with an amazing week of training. You will make huge strides in your Aikido. And the thing about this retreat is that it's extremely friendly. To the extent possible, all of our instructors will be on the mat training when they're not teaching. And they're extremely nice people and very approachable. You will know them and like them by the end of the retreat. So check out our incredible featured instructors. Michael Friedel Sensei, 7th Don, is Chief Instructor of Aikido of Ashland. He is my direct Aikido teacher. Michael Sensei is a superb teacher and an absolutely great guy. He's really funny. His Aikido is stunning. It's powerful, effective, yet gentle. If you haven't trained with Friedel Sensei, you are missing out. Kimberly Richardson Sensei, Sixth Don, is Chief Instructor of Two Cranes Aikido in Seattle. Kimberly Sensei is simply a 
stellar person. Funny, kind, and astonishingly skilled. Kimberly Sensei's Aikido is about as beautiful as I've ever seen. And she's so much fun to train with. Craig Five Sensei, Six Don, is chief instructor of Aikido Northwest. Craig Sensei's Aikido in teaching is so clear and precise and really effective. Training with Craig Sensei is a total blast. In fact, Craig Sensei is one of my favorite people in the world to train with. I really do think that the most fun I ever had on the mat was training with Craig Sensei several years back. Now, since that story is one of those you had to be there sort of things, I'll spare you. But please trust me, you want one of your own five Sensei stories. Danielle Smith Sensei, sixth Don, is chief instructor of Aikido of Monterey. Danielle Sensei is one of the finest Aikido instructors you're going to encounter anywhere. She can explain the most elusive concepts clearly. She moves with such grace. I have learned so, so much from Danielle Sensei and so will you. She's also about one of the nicest people you will ever meet. We also have special guest Robert Nado Shihan. Nado Shihan is a direct student of O Sensei. Nado Shihan is working hard to share with everyone the process of practicing Aikido that O Sensei personally taught to him. Please keep in mind that Nado Shihan is only teaching two classes on Thursday. All right, so to get us started, I'm going to tell you one of my Aikido stories. A particular benefit of this story is that it's actually true. Well, as true as I can remember it some 40 years after the fact. It's now the mid-1970s. I'm in college, and I'm a trumpet player. I think I'd been training in Aikido for a couple of years, maybe three years by that time. For those of you who don't know me, I am diminutive. That is to say, I'm short. My full-grown adult height never exceeded five feet, three and a half inches. And that's probably me sneaking up on my tiptoes some. At the time, I was probably, oh, 5'2", and weighed about 130 pounds. Now, before you get all busy making fun of me for weighing nothing, I was actually in awesome shape. This story comes from an incident that happened at a football game. For any non-North Americans who may be listening, I'm talking about American football. I was the lead trumpet player in the college marching band. The band took up quite a number of rows of bleachers. The trumpets sat in the back of the band, up higher than everybody else. And as lead trumpet, I sat in the middle, with other trumpet players to the left and right of me. We were wearing our uniforms with our silly hats. I'm sure I looked ridiculous. This wasn't a huge stadium or anything, but it still held several thousand people. Where the crowd and bleachers were was really quite steep. From the bottom row of bleachers to the top was at least 50 stairs. The band was playing some tune that I don't recall. I was playing away merrily when all of a sudden someone behind me hit my hat off my head. I turned around and saw three college-age guys right behind me. The fellow in the middle had a stupid grin on his face. I told him to stop it. I put my hat back on and started to play. He hit my hat off my head again. I turned and I said to him, Are you insane? 
I'm here with about 50 of my friends. Do you want to take us all on? Leave me alone. I put my hat back on and started to play. He then promptly slapped me in the back of the head. As I said, to my right and left were other trumpet players. The gentleman to my immediate right was as big as I was small. He looked just like you'd imagine a mid-1970s motorcycle gang member to look like. He had a huge mop of unruly hair, full, out-of-control beard, lots of tattoos, leather, torn jeans, the whole nine yards. He looked really mean and scary. Now, I knew he was about the nicest guy on the planet, but you'd never get that from a first impression. He turned and looked at the guy who kept hitting me and made a noise like you'd expect to hear from a bear that was protecting its den. He menacingly stared directly in the fellow's eyes and said something to the effect of, Leave my friend alone! Well, you know, something that sounded mean, not like me. The guy backed off and I thought, that was it. No, no such luck. When time for a break arrived, my bear-like friend and I packed up our horns and we left them with another trumpet player. We then walked to the end of our aisle and began climbing the stairs to the top. I was in front with my friend several steps behind. As I reached the stair that was one from the top, you-know-who and his friends suddenly appeared. The three of them were in a triangle-like arrangement with my nemesis at the front. As I stepped onto this step, with him one step above me, he suddenly threw an uppercut at me. I cannot tell you what this fellow was thinking, but I imagine he thought he would hit me and knock me backwards down the stairs. That's seriously ugly stuff. Fortunately, what happened was completely different. The uppercut went straight up my middle. This was a perfect strike for Kodagaish, which is exactly what I did. For those of you who don't know Kodagaish, it's a wrist-twisting type of technique. It can be a very painful joint lock. Given that I was physically lower than him, being one step below, he was forced downward and forward very quickly. As I applied the wrist twist, and I applied it very firmly, I turned my body to face my attacker. He, however, was facing down the stairs. All I had to do to throw him down the stairs was turn my body fully in that direction. This was the first, and fortunately the only time, I ever saw anyone truly and instantly fearful for their life. His expression of, Oh, I'm having a great time tormenting you, turned instantly into, Oh, no, 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 no! His face turned white as a sheet. All he said was, Ow, ow, ow! Now, as annoyed as I was at this person... I had no desire to hurt him, let alone throw him down a flight of 50 concrete stairs. But I wanted to make sure that I was safe from the three of these guys. Here's a paraphrasing of our conversation, retold some 40 years later. As I cranked on the Kodagaish, I said to him, Why are you bothering me? He responded, Ow, ow, ow! And I said, I don't want to hurt you but I need to protect myself. 
he retorted cleverly. Ow, ow, ow. So I'm going to make you a deal. I want to let you go. Ow, 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 please. Well, here's the deal. I'm going to let you go. When I let you go, you and your friends will immediately run away. If you don't, I will take that as an attack. And I will throw the three of you to the bottom of the stairs, starting with you. Don't doubt that I can or will do it. I then cranked the Kodagayish on a little more to make my point. He said, ow, ow, ow. And I asked him, do we have a deal? Yes. You'll run away when I let you go? Yes. Okay. I moved back and let him go. I didn't know what to expect, but I tried to be ready for anything. He stood up, turned, and the three of them ran away. Thankfully, I never saw them again. My bear-like friend, by the way, thought this was about the funniest thing he'd ever seen. He laughed so hard, I thought he'd cry. I heard him belly laughing all the way through the incident. He then told me that he had been knocked out in fights before and wanted to know what it would be like to be knocked out by me. I just shook my head and laughed. I hope you enjoyed the story. Please go to joinaikido.com and send me your stories and check out Aiki Summer Retreat. I'll speak to you on our next episode. Bye, everyone.